Oh, sorry. I was taking a sip out of my glorious bourbon. I still cannot believe that I am going to see the Royal Rumble. Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? It is an amazing thing. It's it's on my bucket list. It's on it's on the list of things that I've like of live events that I have always wanted to attend. I attended WrestleMania two years ago, and it was fucking incredible. I got to do that in a goddamn suite, no less. And we had no chance of getting tickets. And then suddenly, Brooke got an email from someone from the sports commission that said, how many did you need? And there were two in her inbox. And yeah, they were sitting close. I'm, oh God, it's going to be so, I think the rock's going to be there on Saturday. Yeah, You're it's hilarious. Gonna be, it's going to be fucking sick. You want to see your, gonna, you want to see your friend Dwayne? Oh, DJ. Well, see, one of the great things about the Royal Rumble is every year that it happens, there's always a surprise entrant or two or three. So that's that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, I don't watch this shit every goddamn week, but the majors like that. And it's a goddamn battle royal. Who doesn't want to see a fucking battle royal, bro? <laughs> like, Given the fact that uh, it's already past football season and, you know, we've lost about 25 percent of our audience. Um, I figure we've probably lost about another 35% with this opening. So I just kind of let you roll with it. Might have gained a few more. I I mean, sure. I hope they play in a football league of mine that I run so that I can take their donation. You're just a hater, man. It's all about the experience. I'm just saying. And most importantly, it's free. The chances of that person being inbred and liking wrestling are extremely high so i'm just i'm a betting man this is our betting episode so i'm just rolling i'm rolling with the bets jerry yeah yeah you're you're something you're something you didn't tell me that i was wrong so i just i'm not gonna tell you you're wrong because you are entitled to your opinion sir your opinion is neither right nor wrong Oh, it's it's always right. That's for sure. Yeah, sir. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, Jerry, you are going to agree because I've been beating you all year long in football bets. And, uh, you know, Newsflash still continuing to beat you uh, on this podcast by uh, quite some measure. We'll get into uh, that in a little bit for sure. Uh, welcome. Say I'm, up, I'm up 20 units in the playoffs. Well, you know, those 20 units haven't been best with me, so uh, that's kind of where it counts in this conversation. We are going to be recapping the uh, divisional championship. We're going into the conference championship weekend. Uh, Pretty excited. I think all four uh, teams are what was expected, or, I mean, it was expected for me. Okay, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I went 4-0. Again. Another undefeated weekend for uh, the fucked up fantasy football champion over here. You uh, did not do so well. Uh, you might need to uh, add another quad pour on that. You had the worst record out of uh, all four of us, Jerry. You went uh, a beautiful one in three. And uh, Brooke sneaks into, sec- and, uh, into a second place finish for last week uh, at three and one. Uh, my wife, two and two. 
And uh, like I said, undefeated. Brooke is sneaking up there. She might sneak in for uh, a winning percentage uh, crown here. She's got she's got a, a slight chance at, uh, at making a winning percentage thing here, actually. It's kind of wild. Jerry. Amy. There are some really fucking strange coaching hires that we have to talk about. I, um... You know, there's a, there's a couple of them like, all right, you know, there's some, uh, there's some up and comers. There's, um, someone coming back to the national football league. He, uh, you know, went and, uh, cheated, Cheaty McCheaterson of the cheat patrol PS cheat and, uh, took home a national championship this year for the college football. And, uh, then there's just some plain bizarre Hires. So since you're our uh, our resident Florida man, since you're the Tampa Bay guy, can you tell me who the fuck Dave Canales? Canales? Canales. 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 Who the fuck is this guy? And Why in the flying hell would the Carolina Panthers hire? What is the rationale for hiring this guy? What What is going on here? Well, first and foremost, to answer your first question, uh, I don't know who the hell he is. I didn't start hearing about him until a few weeks ago. Uh, even living in the Tampa area, I don't follow the Bucks. I don't give a shit about the Bucks. Um, it's not like the Bucks were like a great team to be following this year. They were in the worst division in, in all of football and happened to win it. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it's clear that there's a youth movement going on in the NFL right now. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to get young. I, I personally think that taking the Carolina job is great and bittersweet all at the same time. You know, it's, it's, Cause you're going to go over there and you're going to make some, you're going to make more money than you've probably ever made in your life as a head coach there. Um, you might not have your job very long, but at least you're going to get, you're going to make, you know, whatever your contract is. Cause is uh, is it temper? Is that his name? He, uh, he doesn't have a lot of patience. Um, his expectations are. <laughs> he doesn't really have a lot of football intelligence neither. I'm, but he has a whole lot of money. Cause he doesn't care how much he needs to pay to get what he wants. So I guess he's just going to keep doing this until he finds the right guy. Uh, I mean, good luck to this guy. I hope, I hope it works out. I, I don't know. I mean, outside of him being Canellis being the offensive coordinator, like did, was he possibly responsible for Baker's resurgence this year or, or his, his decent play his above average play uh, or above Baker play. They are and maybe they're thinking he could be a QB whisperer to young. They're stitching it together because apparently he worked with Russell Wilson in Seattle and then he worked with Geno Smith and now Baker Mayfield. So apparently that's why he is at the front of the hype train right now. So wasn't that Frank Reich in a nutshell that he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer and he didn't make it a whole year? I mean, David Tepper doesn't have a lot of football intelligence. He's kind I agree of with you. idiot. So I agree with you. I just, yeah. Carolina's a fucking train wreck, and I don't even understand why you would 
fire rookie head coach, essentially a rookie head coach in, I mean, at least here. And I think, wasn't it only one season? How long was he in Indy for? I don't remember how long he was there. Frank Reich? Yeah. Oh, he had like three, four years in there. Three, four? Yeah, I don't know. He seems like really new still. I don't know. Because we know he had two for sure. Well, two and a half for sure. We'll just say Let's less see. experienced. He's going he with had Matt Ryan. Yeah. He had Rivers. Those are yeah. two seasons. I think he coached one season Those before two. that and then got fired in the fourth season. So, I mean, like, why do they keep going in these inexperienced candidates, especially in a pool when there's a. Even the less experienced candidates are more qualified than this fucking guy. And it just seems like he's just focused on Bryce Young. So it'll be interesting to see what the assistant coaches are with this guy. But uh, it looks like Carolina's on track to be a fucking train wreck again next year. I'm sure there's some details out there as, as far as like what was paid or what the, what the contract was, you know, the, 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 the financials. Um, and if I had to guess, it's probably not crazy high because this isn't like a reputable coach, you know, he's a first time dude, you know, so maybe, maybe there's some saving grace there financially <laughs> because, you know, it could agree to a little less money. I don't know. Well, that's the confusing part, uh, about, uh, about Jim Harbaugh going to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers for a team that's going to be $45 million over the cap currently projected. Yeah. Why Why is he going? Why would you go there? Which is why like, the Panthers is the it's, better fit. Like, at least you can do something over there. You have talent to work with. Like, what is what, $45 million. I So, for me, for me personally, I think it's because if you look at Harbaugh's entire coaching career, both college and professionally, he's only had one job outside of the state of California. He likes California. He started with the University of San Diego. Then he went up to Stanford. Then he got the Niners job. Then he went to Michigan. Now he's in L.A. I mean, that, that's, the only, that's the only thing I can come up with. And, and then, of course, of course, the diamond of the franchise is, you know, with – um. What's his nuts? Quarterback. I'm. I, I got really high before we started. Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Sorry. I, I know. I saw you. I saw you smashing on that pen. It was hilarious. But um, he uh, I mean, at least he has a you know a really really great quarterback, a franchise type of quarterback who just inked his deal, so he's going to be there for at least five more years. If he can keep the guy healthy, they can build around that and possibly do something. I mean, the guy went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Imagine what he could do with a guy like Justin Herbert. Yeah, but Colin Kaepernick and a bunch of other people that are way better at their position than, I mean, every single defensive player on the Chargers is not even within an arm's length of what anybody was on the San Francisco 49ers. No, 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 no. I I wouldn't compare that. I mean, I think think the most solid player they have on defense there, but he's got his flaws, is Derwin James. Derwin James can't cover anything but the fucking guy can tackle he can he can cover some ground he's fast um but you know uh they still have Khalil Mack or uh Khalil Mack I think they do Derwin James isn't that good he's I think he's overpaid but I I still think he's a good football player he has he has some some weaknesses like I said he's he can't cover anything but the guy he, he instinctually he's he's not bad he's he's pretty good at that so I really thought Bill Belichick was going to Atlanta, and well, 
Raheem Morris is the new head coach in the in the Atlanta Fail Clown Land. I'm uh, very oh, bad. So I saw that news break while I was at work tonight, and I just formulated opinions right then and there because I can't hear anything because the TV is on and we don't have any sound on, clearly. Um, on the Belichick tip, I'm glad Arthur Blank didn't do it. I, I'm glad he didn't hire him. I think he would have set that franchise back because Bill Belichick is not going to concede anything. He's going to walk into – he walked into Atlanta and said, listen – I want all the shit I had up in New England. And that's how it's going to be. I'll, I'll fix everything. Don't worry. It's going to be cool. But I want control. And I think ultimately they said they didn't. They probably didn't want to do that, man. Uh, and, I mean, what has Bill Belichick done since Brady, Brady left in the last three years? You know, I, I, even – I mean, the defense has been decent, but – Really bad at times. Offensively, they've been absolute trash. I mean, he had the debacle with the whole coordinators. He had guys who weren't that side of the ball coordinators coordinating. Yeah, I mean, he also like he lost a lot of players on both sides of the ball for sure. It just wasn't Brady who left. So I get, I mean, get all of that, that, but ultimately, when you lose the most important player on your on your team, and then the greatest quarterback of all time, I, you're going to see some regression and it, you're going to struggle a little bit. It's not going to be the same, but oh yeah, it, no, they, for just, sure. they, they look like they continue to get worse. So good for, good for Atlanta. I mean, Raheem Morris is a great defensive guy. Um, hopefully he acquires a good offensive coordinator. They definitely need to go get a quarterback. Um, they should maybe consider trading for Justin Fields. Um, I don't know. He's from Georgia. That, that, that could be something good for him. But um, I don't know. Good luck, Atlanta. I, I, I hope that there's an offensive coordinator that's going to use Bijan and and unleash that son of a bitch while they still can because he's all they've got. Well, he's good. They got way more than that. That's for sure. That's the most frustrating part about it. They got toys in every single department over there except quarterback, and they can't do a fucking thing with it. So we'll see. I think Belichick should have been coached there. He's not going to be a coach anywhere else, it looks like. I think he's done. There's just no – I mean, he's 12 wins short, too, though. That's just brutal. He's a couple of seasons tops away from passing Don Shula. So, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know. That's uh, It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Nobody has been hired with the Washington Commanders yet. The Commies and the Seattle Seahawks are still uh, coachless. Uh, you want to talk about anything else coach-related there, big guy? Brian Callahan to the Titans. Do you really care about, like, is, is that really going to be anything? I don't know. I think it could be interesting. Um, uh, Titans I'm are going to get worse. They're going to be the number one draft pick next year. Well, I mean, I don't doubt that. I could, that's a strong possibility. Derrick Henry's just because he's gone. Uh, I'm curious as to how he feels about Will Levis um, and is if he's confident in him and he thinks that he's, you know, a suitable quarterback for his system. Uh, is he going to try and, like, use things that he was using in Cincinnati, you know? And because and, Burrow has, like, a lot of control over that offense. He's out there just doing surgery, you know, and, and just he sees it all. Is Will Levis that guy, or is it going to end up being they're going to go try and find his quarterback, you know? Uh, it, 
Yeah, I mean, I that thing. they have to give it a shot with Levis because he's on a rookie deal, so it's the cheapest that yeah. you're going to get. So at least another For season sure. of that stuff. And then if you go sell from there, well, then you get to draft somebody because you're probably going to suck so bad because your quarterback, I mean, they're going to be the number one draft pick. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm super not big uh, on that pick either. Shall we uh, get into the picks, Jerry? Let's do the damn thing, man. Doing double drops apparently. Yeah. Texans did pretty well and they're gonna do better next year. And the Ravens rolled. I'm done with that game. Um Packers should have won this game. Packers should have fucking won this game. They had three, four opportunities there. They should have, you know, you got to score at least another touchdown. And they missing that. Oh, my God. Like, just brutal. 49ers, 24. Green Bay Packers, 21. Packers are pretty good this year, hey? Oh, absolutely. I spoke to uh, some... Green Bay Packer fans that happened to be in the hotel uh, this week. I only knew that because of the gear they were wearing. And I also have a very, very close friend who lives up in Michigan who happens to be a huge Packers fan. And I asked all of them the same question. How do you feel about what happened this season? You know, do you feel like you overachieved? Did you expect that? Did you did you think it was going to be really, really bad? What are your thoughts on love? And they were all like, man, it was a great season. You know, super excited. Um, Love really looks like he's he's the guy, and you know they they just they were all really optimistic. It's too bad they they did lose that game. They had they had the Niners, man. They had them. They had them, and and just let it slip. <laughs> it's just it sucks. And unfortunately, that feeds that machine of the conspiracy theorists, you know, and all that stuff. But. What do you think happened more? You you think the Packers lost the game, uh, or did the Niners just like? take it in the end, like, and actually win it. Packers lost the game for sure. There's not even, yeah, not even close. So, I agree with you. Yeah, not even close, unfortunately. Yeah. It was a good game to watch, though. I mean, there was there were a lot of things that, that were going on in there that made it pretty dramatic and sweaty. Uh, and, and the whole reason why I've been doing so well on the playoffs because I've been teasing the shit out of all of them and I'm on the right side of these uh, these big-ass teases I'm doing, man. Um, yeah, and then once we start talking about, you know, these next two games, I you know, I'm doing the same thing with them. It, it's, it's not getting any easier, that's for damn sure. I don't know about that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23 and the Detroit Lions 31. This, uh, this went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Lions actually cover, which is nice. And, uh, I mean, here we go. Motor City Diane versus Shanahan. It, uh, I'm pretty excited about that game. Lions just destroyed. I, uh, I, I just really want to talk about the next one. Buffalo Bills suck. It's just it's just so amazing. Like it's just it's you know, like the the Bills Mafia wants to get on me for the Cowboys choking, but let me tell you, can you guys ever win a fucking playoff game that counts either? 
I mean, really, though, like the same team year after year after year. I Like, is McDermott a moron? Like, how do you not fucking figure it out after the first two fucking times? What a clown. The bill. The, did I mention the Bills suck? Like, what a fuck. I, there's got to be no other fans in the NFL that feel shittier than me other than the Bills. Like, the Bills fans have got to be, like, just on the floor, still. Like, Tyler Bass missed it, and that's not the first time that the Buffalo Bills have PTSD from a kicker missing. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. It happened here in Tampa, 1991. Scotty Norwood kicking to win Super Bowl. I want to say it was 25. I could be wrong. And he goes wide right in the big sombrero. In the big sombrero. And the New York football giants go on to win the Super Bowl. It was amazing. Oh, so cool. Um, yeah, man, it's too bad. You're 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 not wrong in saying that. Uh, Bills fans got to fucking hate themselves. But I will say this much: I sincerely think that Stefan Diggs, as good as he is, he needs to get out of there. But more importantly, he needs to shut the fuck up. He's not allowed to say anything in the off season or coming into this season or start with any kind of drama. Cause that ball, that, that deep ball in, in that last possession that they had trying to, you know, come back. It was in his hands, man. Yep. You, you got to come down with that ball. If you're a number one receiver. Yep. You know, and, and, and he's classified and, and been classified as like a, a tier, you know, wide receiver top-notch guy he's just he's just outside of the s tier you know he has s tier moments but that ball you gotta catch man you gotta catch that and and the whole standing on the sidelines and watching them celebrate as you lose like how many times are you gonna are you gonna do that how many times are you gonna just stand and st- be on the sidelines on on the losing side watching as the other team uh, runs around and hugs each other and victory and all that shit. Like you could have changed that and you didn't. So I like the guy a lot, but man, I, I can only imagine what he's thinking about. I'm, <laughs> it just like, how bad does he really want it? I, I don't know. Absolutely hilarious is what it is to be honest with you. Absolutely hilarious. I, uh, yeah, it's like watching a bad movie over and over again. And you ain't lying about that. On to the pick, sir. Let's do this. The Kansas City Swifts are on the road in Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium. The Baltimore Ravens are minus three and a half point favorites over under is 44 and a half on his game. Jerry, I think it's a foregone conclusion of which one that I'm picking on this one. So, uh... I'm just going to put it out there. Obviously, I have the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half points at home. I, uh, I'm i also going to enjoy the over on that 44 and a half, and Baltimore is probably going to score about 31 of the 44. And uh, my wife is also picking the Baltimore Ravens as well. 
Brooke's lone wolfing it. She's taking KC. Um, and she says, she's like, Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then like in a very joking and mocking kind of way. I thought it was hilarious. So good for her for doing that. Uh, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm on Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins this game by a touchdown. Um, it's um, it's going to be interesting, though. I, I, I am concerned that for for that that dark cloud that hangs over Lamar in the playoffs. I I I want to see. I hope to see. I better see Lamar ball out on Sunday because, like, he, he seems locked in. He seems like he's on a fucking mission. Like, apparently that tirade that he had at halftime where, you know, they, they interviewed or he was being interviewed after the game and, oh, so, uh, I can't say it here. It wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't be appropriate. Like, apparently he laid into these motherfuckers, and that's the type of shit you need from your franchise player, right? Going in there saying, like, if he called himself out even, you know, say, oh, I'm, I'm fucking up too. Like, you guys are fucking, we're all fucking up. Like, let's get this shit together, you know, that kind of thing. Like, being a real leader and saying, and, and saying, hey, boys, get on my back. Let's go. Let's fucking do this. Get your heads out of your asses. Um, if that's the Lamar that's playing on Sunday, Casey's in trouble. <laughs> my, my prediction of seven is going to be much bigger than that. But, um, but we know Casey Mahomes, 13-3 and three in, the, in the playoffs. There's there is a Mahomes magic in the playoffs. Now this is his second road game, playoff game, and it happens to be the championship game, the first one he's playing on the road. So there's going to be that narrative and all that stuff. Tony Romo's going to be fucking slobbing on that really hard. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game though. And so I mean, what what happens? Does does Baltimore come out with that first half like they always do? where they just come out and they just look absolutely unstoppable and they're just running through the team. And then they take their foot off the gas a little bit. In the second half KC makes it interesting, you know, tries to bring it close and then maybe they wake up and just run away with it. Baltimore does, or does KC hang around? Like it, it it's going to be an amazing, both, both these games are going to be really great. I think uh, this one in particular is going to be much better than the two, but uh, than the, the other, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm with Baltimore wifey's with uh, KC. And I, the, the number, the over under, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd probably, I'd, I'd lean over, but I haven't looked at weather or anything like that. So, uh, Mark Andrews is back in the game. Uh, he's mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. in the AFC Championship game this mm-hmm. year, which is pretty. Uh, I think it's a pretty good lift. So, uh, two know. tight end sets, man. If they run those with him and Likely, oh, oh, oh Isaiah boy. Likely has been so nasty, and they're definitely going to keep him in the game a bit because Andrews needs to get you know a little bit conditioned and you know all that sort of shit. But man, this is going to be. I don't know. That's going to be scary with them rolling like this and Mandries is coming like back to the, mm-hmm. yo, they're catching fire at the exact right. This is a beauty. This and Justice Hill's been looking pretty good too. 51 and a half points is the over under for the next game. Motor City Diane is on the road in Santa Clarita. He is playing the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers are minus seven point favorites at home. In Santa Clarita, Jerry, since you love Motor City Dan and probably gave him a blowy at some point in time in his previous life, you, sir, have dibs on the pick for this game. Good Lord, a blowy. At least. Like like a fucking Damn. rusty trombone. You fucking Good gave Lord, him that blowy no and thanks, gave him the... 
No, man. No, no. That is one taint you don't want to fuck with. Whoa, shit, died. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you need to slow down, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brooks on the Niners. Um, Saw that coming. Hey, I've been I've been so back and forth on this because I really want to know if Debo's in or out. I know I'm gonna make I have to make a pick here and I will make a pick, but to me that's a very, very big deal. Now I don't think the Niners are going to play as bad or Brock Purdy is going to play as bad as he did last game. Um, you know, he was dealing with the elements a little bit and trying to do a glove thing. I made it, it annoyed him and then blah, 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 all that bullshit. But in that last drive, he did he did show up and he played he balled out and he, he won he helped win the game. He was responsible for them winning the game. But not having Debo is a big deal, man. And and between that and the Niners, that's my biggest concern. And then the Lions, the biggest concern is which Jared Goff do you get? Do you get, you know, the the the, the, the amazing Jared Goff who plays lights out in Detroit, the pretty good, the damn good Jared Goff who shows up on the road every now and then, or just trash Jared Goff? Because uh, at the moment, going to be too big for him. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Niners minus seven. I, I don't think the Niners can play worse any worse than they did last week. And anything better than that, I genuinely feel is seven points better than than the Lions at their best. I think I think the Niners defense pushes them a little bit and might might limit the Lions offense. Uh, yeah, and well, and Sam, man, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going with. I, uh, you think that the San Francisco 49ers uh, can't play as bad as they did last week? I uh, think that they can definitely play worse than they did last week. I am taking Motor City Dan and the Detroit nice. Lions plus seven points on the road in Santa Clarita, playing the San Francisco 49ers. I am an absolute fan of these guys this year. There is a I love them. There's not that many teams that have just like a, an ESPN level of annoying hype before yeah, the yeah. season starts. And the Detroit Lions were definitely one of them. Everybody just revoltingly kept talking about how it was going to be Detroit's year, Detroit's year, Detroit's year. And then you flip the channel and Detroit's year and Motor City Diane and Detroit. So I'm going to go with the narrative and I'm taking Detroit. I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't understand how San Francisco can actually cover all of the weapons that Detroit has. The two headed monster that is in that backfield is absolutely disgusting. It's just really interesting how they always just slam Montgomery in those first, like the whole first quarter. And then they all of a sudden bring Gibbs in there and it's just, it's over. It's absolutely over. And the combination with Sam Laporta, who's just turning into like a fucking George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Kelsey, some sort of like combination where he's just fucking all over. Like he goes into the game injured and he catches three passes in a row and just like man childing like 30 yard catch 15 yard like just and getting smashed. On the other end of that, he's a man child, that dude. He's earned the right to, to be classified as an elite tight end in the NFL right now. He's earned that right. With just based on his performance this year, rookie season. With the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown running around 
and Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds fucking just like showing up out of no, I don't know. The Detroit Lions are sneaky good. And I think that they're the only team that could give the Baltimore Ravens a run for their money. Fuck the Niners. Fuck you, Niners. I wish I still did video pod for this one because they're giving you the double middle finger, you fucking cunts. Fuck the Niners. Yeah, it's eight inches of fuck you. That's what you guys tell me. Detroit Lions plus seven. And uh, Wifey is also on the Detroit Lions on that Mm. money line. I'm uh, I'm taking the the over because I just, I think both running backs for the Detroit Lions could potentially have two touchdowns each. Even though Montgomery only really plays in the first quarter. I just have this, I don't know. I think it's going to be an absolute embarrassment for the San Francisco 49ers and that little punk Kyle Shanahan who clearly can't just get over the hump. He just gets to the NFC Championship game and fucking blows it. And I can't wait to watch the San Francisco 49ers lose three NFC Championship games out of their last four. Fucking fantastic. Suck it, San Francisco. Suck it. That sounds personal. I'm sick and fucking tired of the 49ers and how, like, they're they're just not that good. And they've had a the couple of fluky wins that have put them into the position where they're at. They had a soft fucking schedule all year long. Like, just... And the NFC is just so bad. Like I think I've mentioned this a few times this year. The NFC is garbage. So. I can't, yeah. You're not wrong there. I mean, it was extremely top-heavy, but... So that's why it's not a foregone conclusion that the San Francisco, like to, to have, there's no reason on, this is just, this is again, a disrespectful spread. Minus seven is abs like plus seven uh, all agree. day fucking long. And I hope uh, that it pushes. I hope that I get to have like an eight and eight and a half points by the time we get to kick off on Sunday. That'd be fucking fantastic. Yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm not doing anything. I mean, I do have something on this right now. Uh, it's the third leg of my 10-team tease that I had that was piggybacking off of the last game, which was uh, KC and Buffalo, which I had KC up to plus 12.5 and the under of 50-something. That missed field goal won it for me. I would have lost if I didn't hook that field goal. Well, there's but, um, a lot of books that already have this game at 4, 4.5 for Baltimore, and so I put a – I put a pretty good amount of money for minus three and a half early when it first opened. So I could make sure I had that because yeah, it's definitely sneaking yeah, yeah, yeah. higher. Uh, so, but what I'm saying is that in the Niners game, the third leg of my 10 teamer or 10, three team, 10 point tees is the game to go under 62. I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game. I got a feeling it. there's, there's going to be some, some very boring moments in this. Like I, I think the public thinks that there, there are going to be a lot of fireworks in this game. I'm not saying there's not going to be some, some decent scoring. I could see it going right around the number, actually the 51 and a half. Um, yeah. But, on, uh, on one of the popular books up there, the spread has actually moved since we started recording the 49ers are officially minus seven and a half point favorites on this. And the Ravens are minus four though. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm gonna uh, do my I'm gonna do my ten pointers again, and I'm right now I'm leaning towards Baltimore. Uh, that would end up moving to plus four and a half, and I'm probably gonna go under fifty four. It would be fifty four and a half, 
And then the first leg I'll take again on the second game will be under if I'm moving it 10, 61 and a half. And then I'll probably go reverse on it, do the Niners game and take one piece of the KC game as well. So I would probably go, depending if I can get some Debo news. If Debo is out, I'm taking Detroit. I'm going to move them up to 17. And then I'm going to go under 62 and a half or 61 and a half. And then I'll probably move Baltimore. To, to, so that I get a piece of each side because that's how I've been doing it. And, I, man, I've only gotten one of those wrong the entire playoffs. I've been fucking killing it with those, man. I'm not encouraging anybody to do what I am doing, but it's working for me right now. Yeah, it definitely sounds slightly retarded, not going to lie. It's making me some money. Call it, if, if making 20 units is, is sounding retarded, then that's me. Oh Over yeah, my helmet. Uh, yeah, you're definitely fucking full helmet for sure. Let's uh, let's not kid ourselves, Jerry. Well, my bookie ain't happy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Here with your co-hosts Corey Russell and uh, Jerry Rodriguez. Uh, we have uh, one more game after this, Jerry. So that means we have a. Uh, we have two episodes left after this. We have our Super Bowl preview and then the season wrap up. And uh, yeah, fucking uh, rocking and rolling. It definitely flew by this year. It's uh, not going to so lie. Fast. I think these two games, though, this weekend are going to be absolute bangers. I think mm-hmm. the, the, the Detroit game is going to be an absolute stunning upset for the popular crowd. I'm going to enjoy making money off of you fucking. Just, that's gonna be so good, and then I mean, oh, I just I just know Baltimore is gonna do their thing against Kansas City. Kansas City is just looking like a hodgepodge squad, and even though Mahomes does his thing, it's the Bills, man. They beat the Bills consistently over and over and over again. That's fucking old news, man. And they played them like a fiddle again. The Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football, and it's not even close. It's just not even close. They're going to win the fucking Super Bowl, man. They're going to Baltimore win. Baltimore is the most complete team in the NFL for sure. I would I would recommend if uh, if you're feeling if you're feeling a little froggy, do to take Corey's advice and do a little just a little sprinkle, just a little sprinkle on the Lions money line. Oh, that's what I did on a bunch. Oh yeah, I got Lions mm-hmm. money line, my boy. I'm fucking yeah. I yeah, just man. don't even do, care. Do a little sprinkle because I, I mean, yeah. plus plus two six five. Yeah, I hit it I at you. plus two six five. So plus two sixty five. That's yeah. that's great, man. That's a great number. Yeah, and I paired that with the Ravens minus three and a half at minus one and fifteen. That's a nice little uh, Sammy Sammy right there. Oh, well, let's make sure that 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 Sammy delivers. Oh, man, I feel very good about all the Sammies that are floating out there this weekend. It should be pretty good. Uh, anyway, the Giants suck. Uh, go Cowboys. And, uh, man, Saquon said that he's not, uh, he could see himself playing in another jersey. Because he's probably starting to realize that they're not going to pay him. He said the moment that they franchise tagged him, he's been thinking about playing for somebody else. So I've seen stuff throughout the year saying on Twitter that he's saying that like he he doesn't want to leave. So if this is coming up now and they're just stirring the pot, I mean, I can't blame him. I don't want him to go, but I can't blame him because it, it was crystal clear they paid the wrong guy. So I've said that a few times and 
And that's, that's what Thibodeau that's that. came out and said. Your the draft pick for the, the defensive line guy, he came out and said that they should have paid Saquon first instead of paying Danny Dimes. So uh, good luck being in that locker room next year, boys. Fucking yeah. enjoy that shit. All right, Jerry. Yeah, nice. Peace out.